One of the best ways to support the FTF podcast is to check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, interviews, and plenty more. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Spartan 117. Anyone hear me? Over. Isolate that signal. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. Welcome back to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And as always, let's go over some events that have been happening in, I guess, the world of console video games. Yeah, and gaming in general. So obviously, this past Tuesday, so September 22nd, was the opening, I guess you would say, of the pre-orders for the new Xbox for Mm -hmm. both the X and the S. You know, this has been a pretty big crunch time we're seeing with both uh, Sony and with Microsoft, you know, the pre-orders going out for the PS5, pre-orders going out for the new Xbox. So we definitely have that holiday gaming in full swing. Yeah. But both have kind of talked a little bit about it. You know, Sony pushed it first. Coronavirus really did affect production. So mm-hmm. and, and that was fully understood. And, you know, because a lot of us thought is the consoles might be pushed back. Yeah. So to actually have them rolling out is great, but... You know, if you can jump in and get your pre-order, that's awesome. If you didn't, you know, just wait. Be patient. Don't don't buy aftermarket. Don't buy it for 10 times the price for a pre-order. Like, just go ahead and either wait through the holiday season or get it next if you haven't gotten it yet. There'll always be another system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then as well, Firefight from ODST is finally on MCC. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. That's kind of the one... That started it all, kind of one of the first party games, in my opinion, for Halo. I've been waiting five years for this. <laughs> this is what I've wanted. This is this is it. Alex, Alex can quit the podcast afterwards. It's been leading up all to this. I'll see you guys in my new podcast, Finish the Firefight, an ODST <laughs> podcast. That actually rolled off the tongue. I think yes, you've been planning did. this. I don't think Listen, that was a joke. The coup has started. <laughs> But now let's move on to the meat and potatoes of today's episode. We are going to be talking about the Master Chief Collection. Mm -hmm. The beefiest of the game coming out, which I'm I'm very excited to talk about, you know, some of the pitfalls and really what it brought 
to console gaming and now to PC gaming and brought it to a whole new audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about the game itself. The Master Chief Collection originally uh, was a culmination of four Halo titles, multiplayer, and more, all released on one disc November 11th, 2014. Now, the game today contains Halo Combat Evolved and its anniversary remake, Halo 2 and its anniversary remake, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, Halo Reach, Halo 4, Halo Spartan Ops, and Halo Nightfall. At the time of its release, it also contained the Halo 5 Guardians multiplayer beta. Each mission of every campaign is unlocked at the start, so players can play whatever mission at any time. There's also currently no plans to release Halo 5 onto the Master Chief Collection. I mean, it makes sense. It's a game of its Mm -hmm. own. It had its own disc. It's still on... Right now, the current gen console, mm-hmm. so it I, I totally understand that. Plus, I mean, you're looking at like Call of Duty level of gigs. You're talking like 117. If you were yet yeah, to bring it, if you were to bring it over right now, it would be a beefy game. Yeah, because I was actually installing some of the stuff on PC for it, and it's just it's a lot. So if you add that in, we're getting we're getting some Warzone style <laughs> levels. The base game would launch for fifty nine dollars ninety nine cents at a notable size of 45.63 gigs with a 15 gig day one launch download. Originally advertised as like this 20 gig download that is going to beef it up. Like we're going to mm-hmm. you know, add in some little bits that we needed to put in there anyway. Which I love when this launched six years ago, 45 gigs was like big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, when your hard drive's through a 250 or a 500, you're like, oh, I got to get, get less games. When the game downloaded, the campaigns were made playable first as the rest of the content downloaded. As of today, Halo MCC uses 11 different engines to keep the game working, including Legacy UUI, Unreal Engine 4, and several remastered versions of past engines used on the original Xbox and the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. The 343 Industries team would use the same coding from previous Halo games to ensure all games in MCC would feel the same to fans, including all the original bugs, glitches, and Easter eggs. Yeah. So in terms of size and content, the MCC was the biggest Halo ever released uh, at the time. There have been over 3 million copies sold of the game worldwide, with the number steadily growing thanks to the continued PC content releases. MCC would prove to be the perfect, you know, spur-of-the-moment idea, celebrating Halo 2's remaster, tying up loose ends in the Halo universe, and revitalizing classic competitive play, and saying thank you to the fans. To prepare for the upcoming Halo 5 release, 343 Industries would structure the Master Chief Collection in a way to give the appearance that replaying the games was actually Spartan Locke reviewing Master Chief's adventures before Halo 5's story was released. So kind of like having to tie it even as a lore thing. So as more updates pour into the Master Chief Collection, both on PC and console, even veteran Halo players can expect to find something new within this set of Halo titles. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely a welcome surprise in a way. You know, you obviously needed some more titles for the ones. So like, boom, we're going to throw this at you. It's going to be awesome. Everything becomes a, a title for the the one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to get into a little bit, uh, you know, what were the pitfalls on, on launch and, and what it really took to kind of put this game together. Mm-hmm. So really early on in development, 343 failed to get Microsoft's approval of making Halo 4 a launch title for the Xbox One. And we, we knew that. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a thing where it's like, no, no, no. Be the last game on the last gen. <laughs> we'll talk on the new one. <laughs> um, you know, because they needed 
something Halo related to go with the one and like, to yeah. like, like we need to launch with this. We need something to push the name out there. And and I think that was kind of a, a, a flub on both sides mm-hmm. trying to get this out later, which I think made sense. But Microsoft's like, no, no, no. We need something in this quarter to boost sales numbers. Go. Yeah, we need something to sell the one. Mm-hmm. Conversations about what the Halo launch on the Xbox One would be started as early as 2012. It was only logical that an anniversary remake of Halo 2 would be the answer. But Microsoft felt the game alone would not be enough. 343 Industries started flirting with the idea of adding a few other Halo campaigns into the mix before finally someone simply said, let's just do them all. Yeah, like, might as well. Like, why pick, like, okay, let's do CE, 3, Reach. Let's just, just do them all. Just, just, yeah. just get out of the way. Rip the bandit off now. Beyond just the campaigns, the studio decided to add all multiplayer modes from each game into the package as well. Uh, sans, uh... ODST and some other stuff till we get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Halo 2 was regarded by many as the inspiration for online multiplayer. Very true. With Battlefield, Call of Duty, Titanfall, and others basing their own multiplayer on Halo 2s. And we discussed that a little bit, but bringing that back up, I mean, Halo 2 really started the competitive scene. Yeah. And I'm- set the precedent for, you know, what multiplayer matchmaking could be mm-hmm. and team-based games and power weapons and, you know getting that 4v4 aspect started to kind of branch it out to newer titles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the core thing where people were trying to get that half a second ahead to get the multi or to get the rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. Like, it all started there, really. Mm -hmm. Knowing they had to create a complete multiplayer across all titles worthy of Halo 2's legacy, 343 Industry obtained help from Certain Affinity, a name we're hearing today, Mm -hmm. a studio from Austin, Texas, who worked on many of the multiplayers of past Halo games, including Halo 2. All of this on one disc, since they didn't want to release a case with four discs on it, you know, because you didn't really want this compendium of like, all right, now you got to get up. I want to play three. Let me take this one out. Let me put this one well, in. Well, because then what's the point of buying it at that point if you already have all the previous titles? And, well, and you're now seeing what they can really do with these discs. Mm-hmm. Quick tangent for you. You know, early on in gaming, you know, with games like Crash Bandicoot that were first on that PlayStation, mm-hmm. they were using this much of the disc yeah it's just that the consoles were so restrictive on reading it that there was just so much more available for it and you're now seeing what they can do with these discs yeah you know going back to you know your 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 early days playstation xbox stuff like that you had these discs that weren't even close to being full up you had consoles that and we still see it today that bottlenecked games you know something like crash bandicoot that was on, let's say, a 200 meg, 100 meg disc, whatever, yeah. only ran at a tiny, tiny capacity because the PlayStation itself couldn't render and process it. So that's why you see a lot of emulators or any of those like third-party Nintendo cartridges that's like, hey, play 500 Nintendo games on this one cartridge. It's because yeah. the game itself didn't, one, didn't need that much memory to run that game at, at the time. And those consoles were just so restrictive. But now that you're able to pull these ROMs off or these ISO files and to put them into a new format, you can get these compilations and builds. And so that's why we're able to see so much shoved into one disc. Mm-hmm. Which is it's surprising that we finally have consoles that can keep up with a CD-ROM. 
really that came out in the 90s. Yeah, and obviously there's you know there's obviously been updates to these discs and, yeah. and to running Blu-ray discs now instead of just your typical DVDs or CD-ROMs that you had going on. And we're going to hopefully keep seeing that media evolve. You know, we've got two new consoles that are discless and with disc. Mm-hmm. You know, if I do end up getting one of them, it will be with disc. I like having a physical library. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 just really cool to see that you know they took this task on to be able to yeah. render so many engines and just so many games that can be with like the quick flip of a menu. Yeah, you're, you're into that game. Yep. Which I I do love though when it comes to the scope of the project. This quote from Bonnie Ross herself, which is quote: "We probably got a little too ambitious. We did a lot more than maybe we had time for with a brand new console. Because you got to think they're t- they're bringing all of these games onto a console that you know you're even like Halo Combat Evolved and Halo Two to run the original ones on that like." That's, you know, a, a generation or that's like a two generation leap. Like it, it is. And, you know, you obviously had the ability to play it on the 360 through the disc itself. But to now, like we just discussed, make all of these engines talk to each other, mm-hmm. talk to this new system. And, you know, I'm not an architect. I have no idea what that takes to kind of get between the systems but I'm assuming it's a bit. <laughs> yeah. So the Master Chief Collection was supposed to be a love letter to the fans, something that would be a gigantic thank you to everyone who had ever stepped foot on a Halo ring in Master Chief's half-ton Mjolnir armor. The studio was bringing in 45 campaign missions, 50 Spartan Ops missions, and 93 maps all onto one disc. This was meant... This also meant letting console players finally get their hands on multiplayer maps that were exclusive to PC from Halo Combat Evolved and Halo 2. Because I, I, I can't tell you how many times we do a game night where we've been like, someone's like, what map is this? And we're like, oh, it was a PC exclusive. They're like, oh. Because mm-hmm. like, I, I think it was something that was never like, real, it was advertised and I talked about it, but it was never like pushed when this was releasing. Yeah, because you just assume you're going to. Well, and like we said, a lot of these players are new. Mm-hmm. New gen players, so you have that aspect, and then a lot of your old dogs, like you said, are like I, I don't remember this <laughs> exactly. Because I was like, what, what map are we on? And it's like, oh, it's I've actually never played this map. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But but let's move on to some like later stages of the development with the Master Chief Collection. So weeks before the launch, players could pre-order and pre-download the game. Unfortunately, around this time, the Spartan Ops portion of the game would be delayed until December of 2014, instead being launched as a separate update that was included with several multiplayer bugs fixed. And then, you know, it wasn't until around the end of development that the studio was able to run the games at a native 1080p 60 frames per second. Originally, they were all going to be at 720p. And that was something that they were never, like, really banking on. They were mm-hmm. just like, if we can do it, cool. If not, oh. Hopefully this will suffice. <laughs> yeah. But the game would go gold October 17, 2014, and was ready to be sent off for production. The game would be available for pre-download the same day. As more and more updates popped up out of MCC... 343 Industries took advantage by introducing Message of the Day, or Matda, as I like to call it. I say moted. (laughs) Matda. Periodically, a Message of the Day would be dropped in the multiplayer lobby, telling players of any important updates to the game, as well as giving general community news and rotating in new game modes 
and you know just some other little aspects. They're getting a little cheeky with him now. Mm-hmm. I like the little copy they put in there, but you know, telling you that like <laughs> shoddy snipers is on rotation, fiestas on rotation, mm-hmm. or um, theme stuff like with with Christmas or holidays, things like that are, are added to the ma- the. Mm. <laughs> This would serve as one of the most direct ways to connect developers with the player base. In December of 2014, it was announced that Halo 3 ODST was added to the collection as a DLC add-on along with a few other perks. So, if you were one of the lucky few that was able to kind of play MCC during the launch cycle and kind of the first few months, you would get this as a free download. Mm -hmm. That or like purchase it for like... Five bucks. Yeah, so it, it, you got it for a free download if you're one of kind of the early adopters of MCC. Otherwise, it was just a four ninety nine download through the store that would then become a core bundle with the game itself. Mm-hmm. Though many knew that ODST was added because of the numerous issues on launch with MCC, which we're going to be discussing soon, mm-hmm. but it was just a rough patch to kind of play the game, so... A lot of fans knew this wasn't kind of like a, hey, we're adding more. It's like, I'm so sorry. Please buy this. Please play this game with us. <laughs> yeah. And 343 also threw in a new Halo 2A map and a month of Xbox Live Gold for free. You know, all these kind of like, I'm sorry, baby. Here's some flowers and some chocolates. <laughs> you know, please stay. You know, it was it was a whole thing of appeasing the early adopters and really making sure that people stayed, you know, in this new ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we will be talking about those issues later in the episode. But three years after the release of the game, 343 Industries was still patching up little errors in the game here and there, but they were faced with a new challenge, making it work for the Xbox One X. When initially released, the Master Chief Collection would crash for any players using it on Xbox One X. Kind of was... F- even facing those same issues with just the regular Xbox One mm-hmm. release. Uh, the studio would work around the clock to bring the game up to the new standards of Xbox, including enhancing visuals, LAN support, UI and UX updates, etc. And jumping ahead to 2019, uh, you know, the year of another release for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is where uh, Microsoft and 343 Industries start chatting about, okay, what about our PC market? You know, what about our players? What are they thinking? Yeah. And kind of came out this another gift of Halo Reach finally making its way to the MCC Collective. Yeah. And and this is where we start to see, you know, as an announcement, we'll we'll dive deeper into this a little bit, but as an announcement, they were saying, okay, guess what, guys? It's coming to PC. Mm-hmm. Woo! Also, Reach is coming out, and that'll be the first on PC that you'll see, and as well, it'll be added into that Xbox library to go along with it. With this announcement, and kind of this this culmination of the game finally coming out. In June of 2019, 343 Industries would offer a one-time opportunity for players of Halo 3, Reach, and 4 to copy uploaded file shares of past maps and game modes created on the Xbox 360 on two separate days in August. The maps and game modes would be available on both console and PC when downloaded, which was planned for right after you know Reach would drop for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, due to technical reasons, screenshots, films, and film clips would not be migrated over, which is kind of understandable. Yeah, pick your battles, really. Mm-hmm. 343 Industries would, however, look into a way to share screenshots to different communities through Halo Waypoint forums. Players' file share size would also be increased on MCC to allow Halo's custom map and game community to continue to grow. When Reach finally hit PC and console, nearly 6.6 million maps and game modes were transferred over from the Xbox 360 to MCC. And obviously, 
you know, announced June 2020, the ODST firefight would be making its way to MCC, and we're now seeing it, baby. Mm-hmm. It's here, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we went through some of the timeline of development for the MCC, but I do want us to touch on the Halo 5 beta, because that was a, a big deal for the MCC as well. Mm-hmm. At launch, as you got the beta, which I, as I said, I think I played a handful of matches Got my ass kicked and was like, uh-uh, this isn't for me. <laughs> but 343 Industries would offer players who bought the Master Chief Collection an opportunity to play Halo 5's beta, taking place from December 29th, 2014 through January 18th, 2015. It would consist of only the arena game modes, a small sample of, you know, what the entire Halo 5 multiplayer would be at launch. Mm-hmm. The beta would look to receive feedback uh, regarding weapon tuning, movement speed, and map layout. Because remember, we didn't get a Halo 4 multiplayer beta, Mm-mm. and the the player base just fell off. It, it really did, and and it felt like, and they they said it, they built Halo 5 so much more for that competitive community, mm-hmm. and they wanted to make sure that multiplayer was mm, chef's kiss on point mm-hmm. and, and, and available for the community that really drew in that competitive scene to kind of get that MLG crowd pumped up again. Yeah, yeah. But as well as bring in those new players. Yeah, and I even remember, and I'll be honest, you know, when you're in PR, when you get asked a certain question, you have to dance around it. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching, I think it was a Comic-Con panel, where someone asked uh, uh, Frank O'Connor about Halo 4. They said, what do you think about the the player base dropping off? And he was so straightforward and said, we heard the community loud and clear. Yeah. The data speaks for itself. Like, he was very much so like, we get it. We screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, admitting to because there's nothing else you can do to be like, oh, what are you talking about? Well, it just you know, depends on how you perceive players you, not you, liking it. If you just take off all the zeros all the time, they're about the same number. <laughs> So the other main objective of the beta was to test all the armor abilities, sprint, clamber, charge, thruster pack, ground pound, you know, all, you know, slide and whatnot. Not all of these abilities would be available to every player, however. To help encourage gameplay between both MCC and Halo 5 beta, players could unlock several of the new special Halo 5 armor permutation abilities by playing MCC and earning the newly added achievements at the time that were focused around, you know, the community and the new multiplayer features being offered. Yeah, and, and that made sense. I mean, it, you know, you encouraged, you know, immediate play mm-hmm. of MCC because, you know, you might have had some people just really purchase it to kind of jump into that Halo 5 beta for a while. Yeah. You know, kind of, and you have to have those numbers up. You know, you have to be like, all right, we have a player base that's really growing. And if it's only beta players, you know, you're kind of skewing it. So mm-hmm. it's nice that they added that in there and gave, you know, people a reason to, you know, play these new maps and modes that were within Halo 2 Anniversary. So for the beta, they had eight maps total. Uh, you know, you had Truth, uh, Regret, which was a Truth map remix, and they did that mm-hmm. a lot in Halo 5 as well. Uh, like Empire Eden, which was a remix of Empire. Yeah, basically make it Spooky Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Crossfire, Trench, Pegasus, and Orion. As well as you had three game types, Team Slayer, Breakout, and stronghold. Yeah, so so bringing some some really cool aspects because obviously you're gonna have to throw a Slayer in there. People want to play the shoot shoot bang bang, but then giving um some more of the game modes that you know kind of changed it up a little bit and added in some new elements that mm-hmm. players kind of maybe wanted to see, maybe didn't. Uh, we also 
added in 11 weapons with the assault rifle, the battle rifle, the DMR, SMG, sniper rifle, rocket launcher, energy sword, the Prophet's Bane, which is kind of the first time we're going to be playing around with some variants. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a variant of the energy sword, the Magnum, the light rifle, and the Hydra, uh, a.k.a. Why is that a weapon? The cheat gun, according to Alex in Fiesta. Yes. But we did also see 13 total armor sets. You know, we had the Aviator, the Recruit, Air Assault, Recon, uh, down to the Centurion, the Defender, and then, like, the Mark VI Gen 1. So it was really cool that they were giving us some of those kind of new armors, because I do like a a lot of the new armors. Players that participated in the beta were given a profile picture, a downloadable banner, the Mark VI Gen 1 helmet, and Helios Grill poster with the player's username as a, quote-unquote, thank you from 343 Industries. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, a a nice attempt with a beta that's, you know, a little bit above and beyond, I would say, than a lot of other companies out there. Uh, But, you know, this is kind of, you know, you had to throw everything on the table at this point. You're getting a whole new Halo audience coming in. You got to get them psyched up for five and and to come and play the game again. And and, and we, we did see that. We saw a lot of the younger audience being able to play Halo for the first time, where Halo 4 might have been their intro, and now they're able mm-hmm. to go back and play those older games that they may not have or may not have thought of. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's cool to start that. But now we're bringing it all to the PC, all to the true console, I might say. <laughs> at the San Diego Comic-Con in 2014, one fan asked the 343 Industries panel if there were any plans for an anniversary treatment of Halo 3. And to bring MCC to PC, all he was told was that the first two anniversaries were a product of fans asking for it, so if they want, they just need to keep asking. They would also tell fans that Halo 3 at 60 frames per second was bringing new life to the game already. So Halo 3, you know, wouldn't benefit in a remake. They also had to throw in Halo 4, because I will say every time someone was like, are you going to remake Halo 3? They would be like, well, we're not going to remake Halo 3 or 4 right now. And it's like they had to throw in Halo 4, mm-hmm. every time they're asked, no one's asking for a Halo 4 anniversary remake, and no one will. Ripping that bandit off right now. No, it's like, uh, but we did this thing. Okay, well, cool. Anyway, um, can I have the one that I want? <laughs> Imagine if we got a Halo 4 anniversary remake and not a Halo 3 one. Uh, Mom, I want Halo 3. We have Halo 3 at home. <laughs> Halo at home, Halo 4. <laughs> Former 343 industry executive producer Dan Ayub would then make the official statement, quote, We wanted to do a great job on console. The anchor of Halo Master Chief Collection is the 10-year anniversary of Halo 2 on console. So, our approach was to focus primarily on console as a result of that. He would also go on to explain the depth of work required for MCC was astronomical already. Having installed four games, over 100 maps, tons of new cinematics, and Halo 2A onto the console version. To do all that work for the Xbox, as well as PC, couldn't be done in a timely and quality manner. There were even rumors of MCC coming out to Xbox 360 at the same time as PC, but the rumors were later <laughs> squelched out by Bonnie Ross after a 2014's E3. You know, it's one of those things where, hey, are you going to downgrade everything and put it on a console that's just sitting in my dusty basement? Yes, we are. We're going to put all of our time and resources to, <laughs> for some reason, downgrading. I mean, I will I think I just want to create a rumor now that it's coming to the DS, the, the now discontinued DS. Uh, yes. If you guys still have your Atari sitting around, uh, there will be a <laughs> 4-bit version of it. Uh, it'll just be kind of like Pong, but Halo-colored. It's coming to you very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, 
you know, jokes aside, fans would end up realizing that soon, very soon, there would be rumors, you know, coming about and, and real things coming about to try and get this to PC. Yeah. On March 12th, 2019, at the South by Southwest Festival, Microsoft announced that the Master Chief Collection was coming to the PC. MCC will be available on Steam and the Microsoft Store. The goal was for this release to have it feel like a modern PC game. Brian Gerard has stated that this isn't a port, though, but instead a release all on its own. It's also been stated that 343 Industries is working with the members of the El Dorito team. I say, yeah, so El Dorito, you know, has kind of been this this name synonymous with this whole modding community that started to put together like almost its own Halo, I guess you would you would say in a way from the downfall of the uh, the Halo Online game. Exactly. So they were putting their stuff together. So you know, as all good companies should do, if you got fans that are doing well and doing a little bit better with your product, hire them. Mm-hmm. And they were also working with Ruffian Games and Splash Damage as well, two different studios to help bring this to. Uh, PC. Mm-hmm. Although a newsletter was released by Splash Damage saying the games would be all finished in 2019, Microsoft denied any such announcement. Instead, the games will be released one by one, instead of MCC itself being released like it was on console. And I think that's been going really well for them. Because mm-hmm. one, you can still have a whole team focused on newer developments and have this MCC team going. But you're also only working one game at a time. So you can mm-hmm. work with the community for bugs. You can work on, you know, new developments for it, getting that 60 FPS, you know, trying to trying to push it as much as you can without throwing way too much on your shoulders. Yeah, and also when you have the new game release, it's updating any of the really kind of significant bugs on the old, mm-hmm. uh, old one that just had released before that. Gerard had said that this was so players don't have to wait as long because... Again, if if we were waiting for all the games to be ready, we would still be waiting right now for them to come to PC because mm-hmm. we ju- we're just getting ODST, and then we still have a, a Halo Four to do. Yes, yeah, and to give you guys a little background on these studios, we brought up you know if you haven't heard of Ruffian Games or Splash Damage, Ruffian had been helping you know since the start of MCC, I guess you would say mm-hmm. the initial release on the one. So they've kind of had their hands into it. And then they brought Splash Damage in because they've been doing games, you know, like Arkham Origins, Gears of War, Doom 3. They've won several awards. I mean, these these are pretty big studios that are working on this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think 343, if you want to give them some credit on this, they know who to bring in for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I will say 343 Industries has no problem with being like, we need help with something. Mm-hmm. Let's look at some really great video game developers yeah, and bring them in. And they know to bring the talent in, which which has greatly benefited them. Mm-hmm. Fans were so happy about the news of Halo Reach coming to MCC and, and the whole collection coming to you know PC and Steam as well that they started sending pizza to the 343 Industries studio. So much pizza that Brian Gerard had to ask fans to stop sending pizza due to the sheer amount that they were receiving. And the receptionist was also out on vacation. So it, it's like... Receptionist gone. All of a sudden, you have to get people to like run from their desk, go get pizza. Well, well actually, so so insider tip. I actually heard this um, from one of the devs that was working in the back office. They actually, since the receptionist was out, mm-hmm. they built her out of pizza, <laughs> and they actually animated it to accept the rest of it. <laughs> insider tip. <laughs> 
343 Industries would uh, reward players for their pizza deliveries by gifting Halo 5 players pizza skins for their weapons. It's, it's honestly, it's the best thing that could have come out of that. Besides, obviously, Insider Tip. Pizza receptionist. Pizza receptionist. But number two, pizza skins. <laughs> but can, seriously, can you imagine that? They were probably getting like hundreds of boxes to the point that they were just like, we're all so fat. We can't do this. We can't move. If you all want me to have a pizza receptionist, DM me for my address and I'll, build you, send a, his, I'll build you a pizza receptionist. Send him so much that he can make a pizza receptionist. Make me a shed out of pizza because that isn't what I'm in need of. <laughs> and it fits both <laughs> options for me. <laughs> so anyway, at the time the MCC was coming to PC, Microsoft would also launch Xbox Game Pass. Tangent, one of the best things they've done. Mm -hmm. During Microsoft's first quarter fiscal report for 2019, Microsoft CEO said, quote, we are going to make sure that we keep increasing the strength of the community. You see that already with Minecraft going to all platforms and that increasing the intensity of the community, and you'll see us do more of that. And that's present day, what they're still pushing and pushing hard. Mm -hmm. There are rumors that Halo 5 will be coming to MCC on both console and PC, keeping fans wondering if the new age of Halo will be brought to PC alongside the console. For now, however, bringing the MCC to PC was a breath of fresh air in the 343 Industry Studio. After years of woes with the initial launch of MCC and the unfortunate reception of Halo 5's story. Mm -hmm. With every release of a Halo title on Steam, the community would see their fair share of bugs. Some of these bugs take a couple hours to fix, but some take days, if not weeks, to squash. It is understandable. Mm -hmm. A lot of this had to be built from the ground up. Yeah, and, and you know, as I said, we've we've given 343 Industries some grief about certain things, but this is one of the things you have to understand because the fans are demanding it, and then we're, they're finally like, okay, here's, here's Halo Reach, here's Halo Combat Evolved for PC, and everyone's like, this sucks, it's so buggy, and they're like, yeah, but you guys were breathing down our necks and mm -hmm. you probably had Microsoft as well as like, give us something. We, and, yeah, we need something every quarter. And, and of course, the the releases are getting better and a lot less buggy, but you just have to understand at the end of the day, if you were if you were an executive looking at numbers or if you're a developer looking at lines of code and what works and what doesn't, there's going to be some things that are going to be pushed out and released when they shouldn't be. Well, and, and another aside, you're taking these these specifically console games for the most part. And you're trying to bring them to the PC in a modern era. Like you said, using modern controls, making it feel like a game you could play today that's not necessarily too dated. So I'm just excited to kind of have it to be able to play it, you know, kind of wherever you want. Mm -hmm. And to obviously superiorly play on the mouse and keyboard, as all <laughs> games should be played. <laughs> but it's just really cool that they were able to do that and that... If there's one thing 343 knows what to do, it's to kind of push fanfare and get people excited in the community. Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about what's new. Mm -hmm. So you know, every game has a little bit of a nuance to it, or we just have uh, this new concept entirely that's being introduced into a Halo game. So first, we have medals and uh, the multiplayer for Halo Combat Evolved and Halo 2. We never had those. We also had Bumper Jumper for every game. Yeah, it, it didn't have, you know, obviously the, the modern updates to the controls. You just had your triggers, you didn't have your bumpers at the time. Mm -hmm. However, if you're a monster that uses the bumpers to jump, who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you? <laughs> who did hurt you? But we also have the Halo channel that was included. And this was the new Halo Entertainment channel that replaced Halo Waypoint. Rest in peace, Halo Waypoint, which was... We might cover it one day, which was just such a beautiful little web application. I loved it. It was. Halo channels, it's a thing. It's it's there. 
I don't think they've updated it in quite some time. It makes me leave my game. <laughs> you want to watch this terminal? I'm just trying to get achievements. Get out. <laughs> we also had a campaign playlist. These playlists allowed players to dial down what kind of campaign missions they loved. You know, what was their passion that they wanted to play in one package? Mm-hmm. Whether it was, you know, to do vehicle missions or even just to play solely as the Master Chief or Arbiter. Which is cool if you're like, I want vehicle missions. I want to just play the Arbiter missions, like stuff like that. That's cool. I think that was that was amazing because it also just helps you cohesively just play those storylines if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Or just to kind of like sink your teeth into what was happening there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with this, all campaign levels from every title are available to the player in any order from beginning to launch. So mm-hmm. you didn't have to play the old school way of having to play this one, then this one. You can kind of jump around immediately without... Yeah, if you just want to play Halo 2's last mission, then jump into the third mission of Halo CE, and then stuff like that. you can do that, which mm-hmm. is awesome. We also had campaign leaderboards. Players can compare scores to other players in real time as they progress through the mission. So that's cool as ads like you want to bring up your buddy's score. Once he makes it halfway through the mission, what was his score? Mm -hmm. He was at 50,000. I'm at 45,000. Like all of a sudden, like, crap, I need to speed things up. I think that's really cool. Well, you know, you need to play on Legendary too, or, you know. No. Higher higher than Baby Easy. No, no, no. No, no, no. (laughs) How dare you. So unified campaign scoring over all the Halo titles, so it was it was pretty uh, universal as to how you're being scored yes, between they, each one. They fixed that a little bit because they changed some of it between games at times, but then they go, mm-hmm. no, 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 let's let's just make it universal. So like this is worth this amount of points. You know, your time trials will earn you this. You know, those it made sense instead mm-hmm. of trying to be like, okay, we need to play this way through this game to get max score. Yeah. And then you also had 13 terminals that were added in the Halo 2 anniversary campaign with cryptic hints towards Halo 5. Mm-hmm. And finally, we had the addition of new skulls. We had an addition of 37 new skulls, a lot of which going over to CE, which never saw them in the first place. Mm-hmm. So we're able to get them into CE and uh, you know, adding a lot more to all of the other core games themselves, including you know just some fun ones like you know, unlimited ammo. And we actually just recently saw a brand new one coming to reach, which was basically the flight skull. So yep. you're able to kind of somewhat oddly kind of use the monitor flying from forge, but not really <laughs> Watched a little bit of gameplay and played with it. It's fun and tough to control, but it allows you just to zoom through until you've unfortunately hit that wall or that pole sticking out and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so now let's talk about the marketing of the game. Mm-hmm. So we can start out with E3 2014. It's so like most recent E3 press conferences from Microsoft. News of the Master Chief Collection would start to leak slowly but surely. But it wasn't a firm guarantee that it was happening. Since the idea of six games on one disc, or at the time four games on mm-hmm. one disc, seemed impossible. Nonetheless, the rumors were true and fans' minds were blown. So I think we'd even start hearing about this as early as 2013 and maybe even 2012 when there was like an insider or two leak. It's hard to tell going back and trying to sift through all these forums that are very incoherent and rambling. Because you have to figure at this point, too, we have had multiple games on a disc Mm -hmm. and we've had map packs on disc. So it wasn't, I don't think, out of the realm or the scope of it that it couldn't happen i just don't think people understood that you could put this much on a disc Mm -hmm. yeah but and i love that they did do some some commercials and not even like a trailer online but television commercials to to market the game so microsoft would release multiple trailers and television commercials to advertise for the mcc 
Two of the most notable being a comical interview with a grunt anecdotally claiming that he had survived every encounter with the Master Chief. Uh, as well as a Super Bowl commercial using a mashup of Halo 1 through 4 sounds and cutscenes to recreate the beats of Queen's We Will Rock You. I, I do remember those. Those are pretty great. Um, the Grunt one was fantastic. Yeah, because it, it kept showing clips from Halo Combat Evolved 2, 3, and 4 and all that. Of course, they had to use a Halo 4 Grunt, but it was funny. And then as well as, I think, every commercial ever that needs to get you hyped is going to use we will rock you of course i mean and it works i will say it's a jock jam (laughs) (laughs) and then over to mcc xbox one only four of these consoles were ever made later 16 more were made available in giveaways but these original four were given away at san diego comic-con in 2014 all the graphics on the xbox one were laser etched onto it all one had to do to win is currently go back in time but at that time was to tweet their experience at the Xbox Lounge at the San Diego Comic-Con. I, I loved seeing a lot of these contests around this time, like mid-2010s, where it's like, tweet why you like this so much. <laughs> like, Because Twitter was really kind of – was big but blowing up by then. And I think at that point, too, that's when people – worked really well with APIs to get them live onto boards. Mm. So they would pull that hashtag up and you could have like live there like scrolling. Yeah. So people would be like, oh, that's me. (laughs) And obviously we have our pre-order. If a player pre-ordered the MCC, they would receive the Boom Skull, which doubles the radius of an explosion in the Halo 2 campaign. Let me just tell you about the Boom Skull. Uh, If you guys haven't joined our game night, uh, there's an... We have fun, some might say. (laughs) Um, I have a lot of fun. Uh, with these skulls. Yeah, that's all That's all that you need to know. If you want to know what kind of fun we have, join one of our public game nights here soon. Yes. You'll know. You will. But finally, for marketing, we have the Mjolnir edition of the game. So the Master Chief Collection Mjolnir edition was a UK exclusive release that would come with a steel case book of the game, a 12-inch Master Chief statue, the Grunt Funeral Skull, and a book showcasing all the backs in the game all for the low cost of $286.27. I didn't know that existed until we started doing research for this, and I want it so bad now. I want it. Go find it. But now that we're done with marketing, let's talk about the campaigns of the Master Chief Collection. So totaling 61 playable missions and eight cutscene missions spanning six different games. Mm Mm-hmm. It is estimated to take over 50 hours of uninterrupted play to complete all campaign missions, which now kind of makes my heart sink thinking that we have to play Combat Evolved Legendary together. (laughs) Because out of those 50, I have to play this. (laughs) (laughs) So starting from Halo Reach's noble actual to Halo 4's epilogue. Halo Reach, CE Anniversary, 2 Anniversary, ODST 3 and 4 have all been boosted to 60 frames per second with 1080p resolution. You know, so one of the biggest things that 343 really had to deal with was how do you update, up-res, and get these older games to that promised 1080, 60 frames per second. Mm -hmm. You know, games like Combat Evolved had a rough time with it, and if you tried to do split screen or anything along those lines, you just had screen tearing, lower, you know, dropping frames, and it was, it was a really tough start when they first put the game out. Yeah, and, and players noted it. Same thing with, with with Halo Two, a little bit with Anniversary. I mean, you're not getting a true, quote unquote, HD 
It's kind of this low res 1328 by 1080, and it's not your full 1920 by 1080, your your 16 by 9. So players kind of noted that at first. Um, I don't care. I just want to play my old game because I'm old man who loves old game. <laughs> old man loves old game. So that was it. But you know, you saw this not the same thing in three, but you saw kind of nothing in three. I guess you would say mm-hmm. it was kind of almost a direct port. And when you're and this is like I understand why fans were clamoring for. We want three updated because two yeah. A is gorgeous. Yes, and then you go to three, which still, in my opinion, looks fine for what it is in the series. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely see the age on it. Yeah, it's aged well. It's a silver fox, <laughs> but you still know it's there. I had to explain to Alex yesterday what a silver fox was, and now she's Fun look- fact. and now she's looking for one. Yeah, I know <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then with four, you know, being the you know the the newest the newest child mm-hmm. the youngest of them all you know was was brought over it it didn't fully hit that 60 frame mark that a lot of people were wanting in the campaign yeah it, it ranged but it didn't really matter mm-hmm. you know w- people didn't really see too much of that unless you were trying real hard to kind of get the scope of it and you had like this frame rate tracker because like a lot of pc games you can just input that immediately and kind of check your stats yeah so I know a lot of people wanted to check that, but for the most part, 3 was doing all right. It, it definitely did worse with MCC than the 360, but once again, these were things that just needed to end up being patched Yeah, they, and, and to be taken care of. And they, and they have been eventually. Like. Yeah, and, and, and we have seen that, you know, as, as fans got to play these and as that initial launch, it wasn't a flop. It wasn't a fail. It was definitely like a, why is it so bad type thing. Mm-hmm. That three for three took you know the next couple of years to really improve on that, and we've seen that same aspect of carefulness coming with the PC releases mm-hmm. and taking it. You know, if I could turn back time, you know that great song, <laughs> they would do the same thing. But obviously, that's not a reality of it, and that would just be weird to take the entire life cycle of the Xbox One to give you old games. You kind of had to have yeah. this this anthology together, so. Overall, they're still the same fun games they were. Things needed to be tweaked. Some code needed to be changed. Yeah. But, you know, we, we are seeing it as the, the largest collection thus far of any Halo games. So there's not too much at the end of the day to complain about for 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. 65 70 bucks, depending on what you bought. Yeah. But let's talk about cut material, which there's only one thing that I could found that was truly like a definitive thing that they really wanted to do that got cut. But this was having different multiplayer elements and different titles. So 343 Industries experimented with the idea of allowing elements like Halo 4 Sprint to make its way into Halo 3, dual wielding in Combat Evolved, etc. Overall, according to former executive producer Dan Ayub, quote, the math got bad. It would have been... It would have just been... It would have broke the game. I mean, could you imagine, like, dual wielding some of the stuff in CE? (laughs) I mean... Magnums for the first part, but a magnum a magnum dual wielding would be the greatest thing to happen to CE. Yeah, I mean it would have been funny, especially if it's like a skull, or if any of you have played Cursed Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have three <laughs> three arms. Yeah, stuff like that. It, it's just a goofy experience. I think that would be fun. But yeah, overall, neat things that I'm glad they didn't implement because I think it would have not tarnished it, but just been weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now let's move on to achievements. There are 700 achievements in the Halo Master Chief collection, 
which is more than any other Xbox game, totaling 7,000 gamer score. So 343 Industries did want to start attaching achievements to a lot of the Easter eggs from Halo 1 through 3. Because yeah, there was a lot of them that you, you discovered them, mm-hmm. but there was never an achievement. It was just kind of like this cheeky thing that they added in. That Yeah, they threw in like a forum or something, mm-hmm. like told your friends about. But yeah, and they, and they also wanted to bring in new achievements for completing playlists containing different levels and combinations of other Halo games, as we said with those campaign playlists that we talked about. Yeah, and one of the most notable things that we're really seeing are the Lasso playlists. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you know, Lasso, Legendary, All Skulls On, is you're using every skull available through it to try and complete the entire campaign. Awful. Rough. And you can do that for, for each of them. Mm-hmm. I never want to do it. If you guys want us to do it. No, 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 no. Don't put that out there. If you guys want us to do it, <laughs> we won't. <laughs> but there's plenty of YouTube channels you can you can watch or, or some playthroughs of some of the ridiculousness of it. And in my opinion, it's just not fun. But it's a fun challenge, I guess you would say. The no, challenge it's just is, a challenge. Well, the challenge is kind of fun. <laughs> Game, not so much. But yes, yeah, so you, have, you have your lasso. And, and like you said, like some of the achievements of finding so many of those really cool Easter eggs and giving you a reason to find them either again or for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them playing the game on the date they were released. So, yeah. so like for Halo 2, like playing it on the 9th of any month because released on the 9th, you play it on that specific numbered day, mm-hmm. so the 9th, 14th, whichever it is, and they'll get you the achievement for it. So, and <laughs> there's plenty of those. There's, I think there's I think there's one for every game. I'm not 100%, but I believe there's something like that. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I said, uh, as well as like Combat Evolved has kind of their nuanced ones as well that came not only with, you know, Anniversary, but it being ported to MCC. Uh, like my buddy Chips fight alongside uh, Chips Dubbo and listen to his words of wisdom. So I love like little things like that as well as uh, disapprovingly look at Captain Key's abandoned pipe. So it's, it's always like little things that I love seeing really embraced. And, and like you said, with the achievements, mm-hmm. make it worthwhile to find them again for the first time, for the 30th time. It, it just makes the game so much more replayable in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, talking about those Easter eggs, you know, the Siege of Magical, at least through Halo 1, 2, and 3, uh, I believe in ODST and Reach as well, yes, um, is a hidden track. and But you never really got an achievement for it. So even, like, they started adding achievements to that, like Halo 3, Dirge of Magical, which is listen to uh, that, that song in uh, Halo 3, which I think is really cool because before it was more bragging rights, but mm-hmm. now you have, like, proof because you could always tell your friends, I listen to Siege of Magical too, and they just believe you. Night now, anytime someone's like, I listen to it, I say, show me the achievement. If you don't have the achievement, get out of my face. <laughs> anyway, enough of Jesse hating on those who uh, aren't listening to the Siege of Madrigal. Nerds. Um, I'm going to check Jesse's achievements after this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go to, we'll go to some multiplayer. The original multiplayer from each game that came with the MCC would be ported into the game itself. All one had to do was select a game type they wanted to play. And then everyone in the lobby would vote on which version of Halo they wanted to play it in. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesse wasn't really adopter. I wasn't because I'm a cool gamer. <laughs> you know, you were saying that, uh, you know, a lot of it was you picked your type like Slayer. Mm-hmm. And then you go, is it CE? Do you want to play two? Do you want to play three? Which I didn't like at first because it's like I just wanted to be like Halo 3, Capture the Flag or, or something like that, you know? Yeah, and obviously this was kind of buggy and 
it didn't make fans really want to play matchmaking at times because you're like, I just want to, you know, maybe I just want to play CE, but no one wanted to play it at the time, so we have to play all these other ones. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's a hot game type or something going, so you kind of have to play within that same game mode and, and, and game itself. So obviously it's later cut, and with newer titles, you get much more options with your matchmaking, reminiscent yeah. of newer titles where you can pick, again, this the thing you want to play, but multiple. It's like, I want to play Slayer or Capture the Flag or Grab Bag or this, and then I can kind of say, I want to play it within these Halo titles. So you can restrict it to one or all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 343 Industries had to figure out how to rank players across all games for the multiplayer. They decided to rank each player from playlist to playlist on true skill, akin to Halo 2's ranking system. Gain XP when you win, lose XP when you lose, and there is really you know no master kind of ranking system over all of the games. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of individual to each one. So the base game released with one ranked playlist, Team Halo 2 Anniversary. 343 Industries would inform fans that new playlists were coming very soon. This really wasn't the case at all, because 343 Industries would wait around a month or two before releasing any new playlist. So I think they were like, yeah, we'll give you a new playlist, and then everything was broken, and they're like, uh, soon? Mm-hmm. And to wrap up a little bit more with multiplayer, we're going to look at what... <laughs> little esports kind of grew out of this mm-hmm. i guess you would say seeing the rather lackluster involvement that halo 4 had with esports microsoft looked to revive it with the halo championship series which is still on to this day mm-hmm. um as of recording this you know in, in late later september i think we just had a championship a little while ago obviously sponsored the doritos <laughs> uh partnering with twitch tournament organizers and esl halo 2 anniversary would be the new platform for the hcs Seasons would be structured like most esports leagues, teams of four competing in online and in in-person LAN events that will battle it out to make their way to the top in order to be invited to the end of season championships. So it's your typical kind of round robin battles that you could have with these yep. things that, that worked out. Like I said, we're still seeing it today. And I know that, you know, they're even trying to get a lot more involvement in different teams and, and bringing in, you know, some top streamers just to kind of start to play this. And and we're seeing prize pools, if you want to say it, thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars at times for a team. So I mean, it's there's still some stuff there. Um, but as of you know, twenty twenty into twenty twenty one, it's it's waning as we're kind of waiting for Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we just a little section about Forge itself. So the original Halo three and Forge modes would be included in the MCC along with the brand new Halo two Anniversary Forge mode. There was some initial confusion around the announcement of Forge in the MCC because fans thought uh, initial campaign maps would be Forge maps as well, but they had to confirm that's not the case. You can't go in and actually change the maps of the campaign. And we did see, you know, a lot more, I don't want to say included, but a lot more push with Reach coming to PC. It's such a much more involved aspect when it came to Forge. And, And we even saw a lot of users you know, tapping into the data and pulling in, you know, models that shouldn't be in there mm-hmm. and being able to play around with them, you know, whether it was creating a whole grunt story to play along with mm-hmm. or different vehicles you weren't even supposed to be able to fly. So Forge initially on launch, like you said, was 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 kind of there. But I think whenever you started to bring a lot more of this to the PC and a lot more to the modding community, it, it definitely opened those floodgates back up to people being really, really interested in Forge and as well, going back slightly, allowing players 
to bring those maps they had on the 360 mm-hmm. to the current gen. Yeah, which is it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But now let's move on to a great section, of course, the music section. This is like a, a Jesse's cranberries, or like a side, like a like a side of mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I just eat mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. What are you talking about? Okay, never mind. This is just Jesse's mashed potatoes. <laughs> Like most other aspects of the Master Chief Collection, the music would be a grand culmination of every game's soundtrack included so far in the collection. There were the Halo Combat Evolved and Anniversary Remake soundtracks, the Halo 2 and its Anniversary Remake soundtracks, and the Halo 3, Halo 3 DST, uh, Reach, and 4 soundtracks as well. MCC contains 237 tracks for a grand total of 834 minutes and nearly 14 hours of music for fans to enjoy. But yeah, and there were like a lot of contributors to this as well because it's, you know, we are bringing in different producers that had worked on different games and, and different performers and orchestrators and everything like that. But really the core of it is the four composers that really stand out. But yeah, so we do have, you know, the famous Marty O'Donnell, Michael Salvatore, and then for Halo 4, we had Neil Davidge and Kazuma Janushi. Mm-hmm. So, and again, we have just so many different people and orchestrators and everyone who had their hands in all four or six of these titles, actually, that it's pretty cool to see, like, you know, we even have people from like the San Francisco Symphony, San Francisco Boys Choir, the Northwest Symphonia Orchestra, and even down to like Steve Vai, Breaking Benjamin, Incubus, you know, John Mayer, who's, you know, famously not credited. But we even have, you know, for Halo 2 anniversary, some songs were replaced. So we have uh, Misha Mansour, who who wrote Follow and Flight, which replaced Incubus's track in the Heretic levels. So a lot of so made it worse, is what you're saying. <laughs> but as of today, there is no official MCC soundtrack or official listing of tracks used throughout the collection. Because of this, there is speculation that several pieces of music have been added without titles, either because they were meant to be Easter eggs or because they weren't meant to have titles at all. So, you know, with the chance of Halo 5 being added to the MCC, you know, that means there could be more amounts of music, contributors, and secret tracks that could be a part of this collection overall. But again, there aren't any plans right now to bring it to MCC. That yeah. we know of, official statements. Yeah, yeah. So jumping over to release versions, uh, you know, obviously we have it on physical disc for the Xbox One. We have it on digital download, so you can download some of the games kind of individually through it and get that MCC pack mm-hmm. to have it all on there. We had obviously that really cool UK steel case that Jesse will never get. <laughs> uh, we had it on PC, we had it through Steam, and we had it through the Windows Store. Mm-hmm. So we had a, a couple varieties of options for this. And uh, not only that, we also have it available on Game Pass. So yeah. you're able to download on console or on PC through the companion Xbox app for Game Pass and be able to play that kind of wherever you want, within reason, I would say. Yeah. But now let's talk about, you know, really, we talked about the development. Now let's talk about really kind of what happened the second this game was released because it it wasn't really exactly what 343 had in mind and we're just going to go kind of the roller coaster that was the release of it. So despite Halo 4's impressive sales figures, the multiplayer had the shortest lifespan of any other Halo game 
and, and we're going to cut Halo CE out of that because there was no way to tell at the time, but dropping from 400,000 player peak population at the start of its release to only 20,000 players a year later. In comparison, Halo 3 had 1.1 million player peak population after a year of its release, and Reach had a 900,000 player count, you know, a year after release. I think uh, those Reach numbers has three too many zeros. God damn it. That's my Reach joke for the episode. (laughs) (laughs) With Halo's multiplayer at its lowest population in history, Halo MCC would be the perfect way to bring fans into the Halo universe. 343 Industries would use Halo MCC to study the habits of modern players and figure out how to fix Halo's lowest multiplayer population in history while also advertising for the crown jewel game of the Xbox One, Halo 5. That is, when players were able to play a multiplayer games. Yeah, you have to think. I mean, Halo 3 at the time was like the creme de la creme of that year. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, you know, like Fortnite or Among Us, greatest game ever. But it was like around that population of just like everyone enthralled into it, playing it and loving it and and really being a huge portion of it. I mean, you you have competitive play at the time, you have all this. So the population stayed. And like you said with with 3 it did great, 4 it dwindled. It, it just mm-hmm. wasn't that same spark. And there could be multiple things, definitely multiple things attached to that. But it's it was definitely tough to see. Yeah, and I mean, there was a lot of hype for this game because even IGN gave Master Chief Collection like a month-long coverage. Mm-hmm. It was like IGN, when you went on there, like the month of the release, that's all it was, was just MCC, 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 a new, new article every day. But yeah, so over 2.4 million Xbox consoles uh, this does include the 360, were sold during the first quarter of 2015, with games like uh, the Master Chief Collection being cited as a possibility of the push of sales, generating $23.2 billion in sales. So it's speculated. There's no confirmation, but I, I think it makes sense, really. Mm-hmm. When 343 Industries released Master Chief Collection, they had a launch party to celebrate. Only hours after the release, they saw some of the complaints on social media from New Zealand and Australia but the data on the servers showed no issues, so they thought nothing of it. When members of 343 Industries arrived back at the office around 4 a.m., they assumed everything was running smoothly in the game. Uh, not so much. Can you imagine just, like, strolling in, almost blackout drunk, and then you just look and everything's just uh, No, screwed. because I'm a responsible adult. <laughs> Without a doubt, the game that shipped was broken. Many players would wait up to an hour just to play a multiplayer match, sometimes even longer. Even when players could find a match, it was rare that the game played out like it should. Games would crash consistently, and they would start with extremely uneven teams. A couple days after the release, 3 for 3 Industries would remove the more troubling playlists and leave the players with only six to play. But these still saw their fair share of issues. Constant problems continued after the game ended into the post-game stat tracking, including a notorious Firth play <laughs> victory awarded to players on certain game modes the issues for the matchmaking stem from a few issues one microsoft didn't truly look at the scale of their servers and that they didn't know that they would be hit instantaneous which is definitely on their fault mm-hmm. you are a major corporation this is your bread and butter you're putting out you're releasing at the time four different games with four different server bases why did you not think ahead mm-hmm. and you know, they just didn't look to balance the game porting. And it just, it just, they thought it was done. Like everyone thought, okay, we, we think we have it. It looks great. 
perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, they they look past the idea of even balancing it on the Xbox One. They just go, it worked before. Just yeah, put yeah, it in again. Well, we have the servers. We'll just copy and paste. Not literally, but you know, it'll just work. Yeah. You know, five or six years later. Why yeah, not? that twenty five year old server we have CE running on. Just keep using that. <laughs> Most of the multiplayer wasn't even available for journalists who got their early copies of the game until it officially released November eleventh, two thousand fourteen. A lot of journalists put off doing a full review of the game at the time, rather focusing on the campaigns. So, you know, they wanted to do a review of how are the campaigns, multiplayer, mm-hmm. Forge, everything. But, you know, Microsoft's like, no, you have to wait for that. So they're like, so we're not going to, you know, because a lot of times a week or two before games were released, you read the review. Like a lot of them couldn't do a real review, which was kind of frustrating. Uh, some never even released a full review due to the broken multiplayer system. The bugs in the game actually forced the shutdown of a Halo tournament played through MCC, which had already been delayed due to multiplayer issues. Mm -hmm. So, like, we saw, like, it's just so crazy that this was so bad. One of the biggest parts of Bungie made Halo games that set them apart from other first-person shooters like Call of Duty is that Bungie's Halo multiplayer had skill-based rank system, allowing matches to be played between players of similar skill and interest. Dedicated servers were promised for the beginning of the release to support this same skill-based rank system, but they seemed non-existent. MCC relied instead on servers run by peer-to-peer networks only when there were issues from matchmaking, which resulted in uneven games, players continually disconnecting, and large percent of cheating. These issues would result in a Christmas present given to all MCC owners, including a free month of Xbox Live Gold, an exclusive in-game nameplate and avatar, and upgraded version of Halo 3 ODST. Mm-hmm. Now, Bonnie Ross would give this statement to fans through uh, Halo Waypoint with, quote, I personally apologize for this on behalf of us all at 343 Industries. Our team is committed to working around the clock until these issues are resolved. On the matchmaking front, we have encountered unexpected issues that were not apparent in our internal test environment and that have resulted in frustrating experience, including matchmaking times and low session success rates. 343 Industries would hold a public beta for just a content update in the game only two months after its release. And as late as 2017, players were still experiencing issues with the matchmaking. And then I, you know, I want to throw in these two quotes, one from Dan Ayub and one from Frank O'Connor, just about the release of this game. Uh, Dan Ayub had said, quote, that was a very dark time personally. We need to make it right. And we weren't going to stop until we had. But it was really hard to live through. But looking back at what we did in the past informs what we do in the future. And we learned things through the course of that to make Halo 5 better. And then, you know, when talking about the Master Chief Collection, Frank O'Connor has stated that it was, quote, one of my lowest ebbs professionally. Mm -hmm. So this was, uh, this kind of really brought the morale down there. Yeah, and and, and like you said, you know, I I know Dan Ayub pushed it real hard, especially matchmaking in Halo 5. Which I think they did very well with, mm-hmm. and and it you know definitely pushed them forward. I mean, it was a huge project to undertake. Mm-hmm. You're basically making one game, but it's actually four games that turns into six games that turns into multiple other aspects outside of it. You know, so so I, I think over the five years of development thus far, they've put something together that is definitely more playable. That definitely feels like this anthology collection the fans wanted. You know, yeah. I, I just think it needed this. 
in a way, I guess, I, I mm-hmm. guess is a way to say it. Because, yeah, you are mixing so many modes together, so many aspects. And, you know, did you burn a player base? Yes. Do you still have some? Yes. It's it's hard to tell because Halo 5 numbers were still very good in terms of sales at the time is one of the best-selling things for the Xbox One as far as exclusives go. Yeah. So, you know, only time will tell as, as we get more stuff from 343, especially with Infinite and any other aspects that come out of it. Mm-hmm. But to give you guys an idea on the score, even though a lot of this from fans was, you know, downtrodden and rightly so, and and at the time a lot of reviewers held back, but for a lot of the major corporations that produce, well, major corporations, let's just say major reviewers, <laughs> they got, it got up between like an 8.5 to a 9, 9.25 average. Mm-hmm. Uh, GameSpot did give it a 6 that, you know, they, they rightly so said, you know, it is the game you played, but not. Yeah, but it was so confusing me to see like IGN give it like a nine out of ten when it was just not confusing at all. They are paid to do that. <laughs> True, but I mean, I guess bef- okay if you looked at it before you knew any of that, you know, you're just like, why are they doing that? And now we know. But I was even surprised because I looked up some reviews about this, and I'm like, what am I missing here? We've always known these are always paid. Yeah, a lot of these are paid. I mean, it just depends on where you get them. But Forbes Paul Tassi would say MCC quote was flat out broken and may very well be the worst major game release in a decade. Trusted Reviews' Stuart Andrews described Halo 3 as, quote, looking and feeling surprisingly dated, and compared to the new Halo 2A and Halo 4. A personal gold rating was awarded by Game Informer's Kyle Hillard due to the game's concept and improved graphics. His compliments of MCC were that of it being, quote, massive and intimidating, but none of it is crammed in or hastily included. MCC was also nominated by the Motion Picture Second Editors for Best Sound Editing in Game Cinematics. Uh, do they deserve that? I mean, it's material already recorded. For Halo 2A, probably. 2A, I don't remember off the top of my head. Understandable. You because, know, you, t- you take Incubus out, I mean, you don't deserve to win, but... <laughs> but it's also one of those things that they tied Halo 2A to the Master Chief Collection, so you can't pull it separately. So they're mm-hmm. like, look, our game was nominated, and they're like... No, this very small part of the game. These was two nominated. tracks were nominated. <laughs> so, all in all, the studio has learned a lot from the Master Chief Collection, mainly throwing out the idea of assuming anything, including a game functioning the same in the retail market that it does behind closed testing doors. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, let's not say it anymore. Hindsight is definitely not twenty twenty in terms of the year. <laughs> Vision, yes. Year, not so much. And looking back, 343 Industries had admitted that they should have known taking six games, five multiplayers, and putting it on a new console and live service would have probably gone wrong, leading to hundreds of content updates. Regardless of the black eye the MCC gave 343 Industries, they would insist that Halo 5 would not have the same issues that MCC had. When it came to the overall delivery of the game, however, most fans were impressed. 343 Industries successfully dealt with campaigns from every game, over 100 multiplayer maps, remastered graphics, improved frame rates, and more. Veteran Halo players could now play all of their favorite Halo games smoothly on one console while also looking and sounding great. The best part was that the games were all together now and could support sustainability for the future and really create 
a platform that other game industries are going to look at. Mm -hmm. How do you make an ecosystem to keep people there to keep playing those same games? Yeah. You know, whether you look at like Uncharted, all campaigning type stuff, but can we do that in one disc that has everything with it? Yes, we can. But how do we how do we make such an ecosystem that Halo, Bungie, and three four three industries has made to retain that player base through the years? Yes. You know, and to wrap this up, obviously, as of the recording of this episode, there are no plans for Halo 5, you know, to come to MCC or that they're going to be giving Halo 3 the beauty pageant treatment it needs. Mm -hmm. And I mean, maybe in 10 years, like, Halo 3 will really... Like look its age, but I think it's 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 good enough that we don't need it. It definitely looks its age, but I think I think once you hit that era of three sixty, they were on like the good side of graphics for it. Mm-hmm. Like Perfect Dark Zero, one of the OG releases, not so much. <laughs> but as for three, it fits the styling as well. Mm-hmm. The art style they chose to go with, some of the muddied colors, somewhat of, of what it was, was kind of the era of games mm-hmm. of those times. It's still works yeah would i love to see a beautiful update in blur redo the cutscenes, and give us like you know a halo wars 2 looking treatment for as far as the cinematics Mm -hmm. 1000 percent. i don't know if we could handle that it would just like fall out of our seats (laughs) i would love it but yeah you know we've kind of wrapped it up and this is kind of an an oddity to bring up of of what do we think of it because this is obviously old content new it's not really, mm-hmm. it's not really a, a, a game per se we're going to talk about, but I think... We're talking about a hub more than anything. More of a hub. What did this really do for the community? Mm-hmm. What has it brought about? As always, I'll start it off with my cool guy opinion. But I'm supposed to say you started off. Exactly. Alex, as always, start us off. Exactly. Anyway, let's start it. So I think MCC was crucial to keeping Halo alive. Yes. Uh, as much as we want to say, you know, Halo is the greatest game of all time, it can never fall, you know, even if even if a lot of you started off with four or five as your first and love it and that's the game you go to and that's perfect, it's really not on paper. And that's the issue you have to look at. On paper, having numbers dwindle so quickly and having all these other aspects of 343 trying to keep an old player base, keep a new one while still being a modern game, while trying to tell a story is tough. And we've talked about the hiccups in 4. I mean, you had to read previous materials to understand that what what happened between 3 and 4, who these new enemies were. Mm-hmm. I think they turned a lot of people off. The multiplayer turned a lot of people off. So you kind of had a somewhat aged game kind of reaching culmination. It's, it's kind of like when you hit your 6th season, you go to 7. 6 is your sweet spot. You mm-hmm. hit 7, you're like, I don't know, man. I guess we can keep going with it. <laughs> so I think MCC really allowed for those seventh and eighth seasons to be made to still be viable mm-hmm. is the best way to, to analyze that. Was it rocky? Yeah, it was rough. You know, that could have been the downfall if they didn't keep pushing this content out and keep mm-hmm. doing it. And and I think it was it was an unfortunate, which could have been a great start to releasing five. It's an unfortunate start to it. But I think right now, bringing it to PC, joining the communities, and even Microsoft's approach overall saying, yeah, we're a console company, but we want everyone to play. And bringing it to PC and to mm-hmm. all the other platforms is extremely smart. And I think it's really keeping players around and keeping the media around for the release of Infinite. Obviously, we've had an unfortunate setback with it. It's fine. Most AAAs are having that now. Yes. 
But I think overall it has kept the Halo community alive. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I kind of like saw, I think, the E3 presentation in 2014 that this was being released and then picked it up. I don't think around launch. I can't remember. But to me, looking at it, I didn't play much of the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I did have some issues. And I was like, it's a bad day, so I'll just not play. And eventually found out it was like a bad few months. Yeah. But to me, you know, I, I've always been more of a campaign guy and seeing like Halo 2 Anniversary and having everything there was just incredible. And, and being able to then play ODST. And I th- I remember I played through all, all of the, the campaigns when I got it because it was, it was so cool to have that hub. There were some bad decisions made, obviously, because, you know, really – they didn't do a lot of testing, you know, as we said, in the retail market. They said, mm-hmm. this works well enough. We're not going to do any public betas for the MCC, just include a Halo 5 one. And, you know, as we saw, it it just didn't go well because Bonnie Ross has even said, or Kiki Wolfkill has said that um, there will never not be a public beta for a Halo game after the MCC mm-hmm. because it was so rough, like... And that's why even, like, Halo Wars 2 was getting public betas. Like, everything is now getting a public beta. And you see that in uh, across the board mm-hmm. for most games now, mm-hmm. especially AAA titles. They want you to play. You're basically a free game tester for them. Yes. And they want to see what the community wants. Mm-hmm. And, and you can just see you have these certain game testers, you know, internal QA. They know how to break the maps these certain ways. Now you release it to million pe- millions of people, and now they're going to be like, oh, well, I just found seven different ways to leave this map and mm-hmm. crash the game. But really, I, I did think overall on paper this concept was great. You know, having that hub for people to go to, and, you know, we use it for when we do a lot of our, our game nights when we play Halo. I think overall the idea was great. Again, bad execution, but... They stuck with it, as we said, and I agree with you. Bringing it to PC was genius, but they they kept their heads down. They stuck with it, and they they really made it better now. You know, Mm -hmm. they've changed it up a lot since it released in 2014. I don't like the new seasons thing that they're doing, but that's my personal opinion. I'm not going to say it ruins the game. I was going to say they're matching what modern gaming does. and Yeah, and I get it. And again, I'm it, that doesn't make it unplayable for me. Mm-hmm. I just want my ODST armor. Just I just want to pay money and get it instead of earn it because I'm lazy. Listen, you're an easy player. <laughs> get out of here. But but no, again, it's not anything that for me makes it unplayable. You know, bringing reach in as well, you know, just makes my heart very warm. 60 FPS. I love it. But overall, it is cool. The idea of that hub, and I think we're seeing it more and more, seeing these collections come out of, you know, everyone's going to start doing a collection where, and not necessarily hub, but we're getting a more central area to play all your games. We're seeing it, you know, talking about with like the anniversary bundles with Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. uh, 3D All-Stars, not a remake, but that just came out literally a few, last week of of some of those 3D Mario titles coming. So I think... It was a great idea, and as you said, a lot of different companies are really going to start looking at it and saying, what did they do right and what did they do wrong, and mm-hmm. how can we kind of get that same experience? And you, you can kind of think of that, too, as possibly being another jump with Infinite, you know, they're wanting to be a hub, taking mm-hmm. what they've learned for MCC and kind of adding more content within that hub. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, 
that was our coverage of the Master Chief Collection Mm -hmm. from the early beginnings and concepts to the very rough release to finally having it be a more well-oiled machine that it is today. Exactly. So research for this episode was done by Jesse Reiners and Evan Barr, who is our new research assistant. Mm -hmm. He had started with us back in June. This is one of the first episodes he did. He's also a composer for hire, folks. So throwing it out there if you need any music. Let him know. So, yeah, thank you all for listening. I want to start off real quick to, one, thank our patrons and first start with one of the goals they hit. Mm-hmm. So with jumping up with our number in patrons, we, Jesse and I, like I've said a little bit in the episode, are going to be streaming the entirety of a legendary Halo Combat Evolved campaign. So this will be uh, on our Twitch, which you can go to twitch.tv slash sourman70. That is S-O-U-R-M-A-N-7-0. And we will be doing that October 10th, which is a Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. Central Time. So jump on your converters, set that alarm, wake up at 3 a.m. to watch us, because mm-hmm. we're going to be playing probably for far too long. Yes. But as always, thanks to those patrons who made this possible. If you want to join our Patreon, we have links everywhere. But this gets you, you know, exclusive game nights, voting on what we're doing for bonus episodes, early episodes, cool content, posters, all those type of things. But let's start with Charles Zitter, Tactics, Skyjack, Francis, Harvey Chong, Brandon Reshitar, Angry Canadian, ZZ Slipaway, Grant Dillon, Duststorm, Mr. Chof, Fong Feliciano, Dragonfire, James Yervasi, Jonas, D Gamer twelve ninety eight, Alejandro Yarmil, Quantum Easy, that LL Gamer guy, Jamie Sneed, McCray Austin, Mega, Thomas Goulding, Nick Hyman, Tuna 0317, Brandon Christian, Richard Scanlon, and let me be frank. So thanks for those patrons for basically one making me have to play with Jesse uh, through legendary <laughs> campaign, uh, but also just just really supporting us in this, and we truly appreciate it. But yeah, and you know, we do have a private Discord channel just for patrons, but if you want to join our regular Discord, it's it's open. It's free for any and all. Come discuss, you know, a lot of Among Us. That's what we've been discussing a lot lately. Some of those Among Us memes. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Literally brought up today. He's like, dude, I love these Among Us memes. <laughs> it's so good. And, and as always, catch us on your favorite AM, FM tuner. Catch us on your Walkman. <laughs> catch us on your Discman. You know, wherever you can find us. But if you don't have those... Check us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you find people, get your fine audio media. Yeah, and you can also like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram or Twitter. If you have any questions, you can message us on those social channels. We will be happy to send you a message back. And if you want to leave us a review, starred or written out, do it. You know, you can do it on on iTunes. We'd appreciate it a lot. If you want to keep listening to us on Spotify, please do so. It'll help us in the long run. Or Put an ad out in your local paper. You can do that, too. With a review. You can do that. And, yeah, before we wrap it up, our next episode will be Halo 2 Anniversary. So we're covering the development of that whole game, and it's going to be a great episode. I love it. And with that, I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. Thank you for tuning in to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. Halo. It's finished. I think we're just getting started.